IC. Keep going. No, I'm not, I say. Welcome to Geeks with Kids, your bi-weekly geeky podcast from a parenting point of view. Oh, I was so hoping that that intro would work perfectly. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I am your host this week, Matt Moore, and with me as always, I have Mr. Eric, who is... Hello. The, oh, he's, oh, you are talking. Impressive. I am. Damn. Me too. Um, and we have back with us again, Mark Us. Mark Us? That's just, I'm going to call you that from now on. That's um, it. That's what it is, man. That is what it is. It is what it is. Um, and we have some very special guests with us this week, uh, which I will introduce in a minute. But first, the news. Um, as I scroll to find the news, because I am horrendously unprepared. Why don't you do uh, what's good first, then? No, we do what's good once we intro the guests. Hmm. We're going to get them in on that. All right. What if they want to talk about the news? Well, they can yeah. talk about the news. All right. <laughs> Y'all making me look like an amateur. <laughs> Yeah, it's not I, hard. I don't need your help to do that. <laughs> All right, ladies and gentlemen, with me. I know I've been talking about this for several weeks now. Um, I know that the audience, whether they care about it or not, I'm going to keep talking about it. So I brought some. Uh, <laughs> I brought some of my cohorts, some of my some of my compatriots. One of which is, in fact, my boss from the TTWF. That's the TikTok Wrestling Federation. Yes, we are deep diving on TikTok this week, ladies and gentlemen. And with me, I have two illustrious pillars of the community, two people that I think most people, if you follow us, will know who you are. Gentlemen, I'm going to let you introduce yourselves because I cannot do your intros justice. Um, you know what? Let's start off with, let's start off with what we like to classify as the man. And I'll let you all figure out which one I'm talking about there. I guess that's me. I'm Hugs. Hey, hey there I'm, you go. I'm also a heel sometimes when I feel like you're <laughs> a bad guy, like most of us do. Um, I am on YouTube. I am on TikTok. I am on this podcast. I do a lot of things. Heel Club is for life. Friendship is forever. And I'm here now. Oh, no. That was just a vibe right there. I liked that. Yes, yeah, that's good. <laughs> that's good. And of course, next up, we have the man that needs no introduction, but I'm going to let him do it anyways. Just in case anybody is wondering, I am one-fourth of the most dominating team to ever grace your screens. That is right. I am one-fourth of the bearded nation. I am home in the Heel Club. Heel Club is for life, and that is too damn sweet. My name is Tank. How are y'all doing? <laughs> That's right. We have we have Heel Hugs and Tank, two men, two men that I hold with great esteem. These guys are consummate professionals, and they are just so damn entertaining to watch. Um, I mean, if you're on TikTok, you will have encountered these guys on your For You page or just randomly scrolling through stuff. You will see their names come up because they are the talk of everything right now. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's true. I'm going to keep hyping this up. I don't give a shit. <laughs> <laughs> and we have that big blue E, so I don't have to worry about my language. Nope. Fuck <laughs> yeah. Explicit. <laughs> but first things first, I'm going to start us off with the news. Once I can open the news document again, even though I was sitting on that. All right, here we go. Uh, first, yeah, I know, Eric, don't shake your head at me. This is why you do this segment, dude. <laughs> if you throw it to me, you're going to get just B-grade material. I don't know what else to tell you. It's all good. It's all good. <laughs> uh, first off, we have producer and director Larry Houston has confirmed that the creative team behind X-Men, the animated series, has had talks with Disney about reuniting the cast of the beloved 90s animated series for a limited revival on Disney+. Plus. If this project moves forward, the limited series would continue where we left off with the same aesthetic and tone that the fans of the show would remember. 
I'm, I dig that. I don't know. I'm a huge X-Men, Mark. Yeah, I, I, yeah I, that's I, fucking awesome, man. When, yeah. the, when the cartoons came back on, I was like, oh my God, I'm watching this. Yeah. Yeah. First that first thing. It was the first thing I did on Disney+. Plus. One of the greatest, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, that's the only, one of the few upsides to that uh, Fox acquisition is the fact that Disney now had access to all the good Fox Saturday morning cartoons. And I love the fact yes. they're going to continue that series. Hopefully do something good Hopefully, Hopefully they continue it. Fingers crossed. Well, I'm, if they're in talks, I'm sure it'll happen because why wouldn't it? Well, well. Um, next up we have uh, the reboot of the Steven Spielberg produced classic 90s cartoon Animaniacs has a November 20th premiere date set on Hulu so basically the mid 90s are just back they're like 20 years way too much let's go back to the mid 90s everything everything was normal and kind of sane Yeah, you should read number 5 next you're going to tell me Mighty Morphin Power Rangers is coming back right it hasn't left yeah all right, well, just to, just to continue <laughs> this. Yes. Um, well, just to keep on the vein there, James Wan and Michael Clear's Atomic Monster Production Company is teaming up with Spyglass Media Group to develop a film based on the iconic 80s David Hasselhoff-led series Knight Rider. Former video game writer T.J. Fixman of Ratchet and Clank and Resistance Fall of Man is adapting the screenplay for the contemporary set version, which is, which uh, sorry, will maintain the anti-establishment tone of the original series. James Wan is set to produce. Uh, I'm totally here for that. I love me some James Wan. That is man. Feeny still alive? <laughs> Do you play the voice of the Knight Rider of Kids? Isn't he? I feel like he is. Didn't is they he just have like alive? Girl yeah. Meet World? So are we going to be in an old school Trans Am or what are we going to do? Oh, it'll probably start off in a Trans Am and move it to whatever car company produces the show and gives them the most money. That's fair. It's an Audi. It's a fucking Audi now. <laughs> an Audi. <laughs> they got to cross it over with Bumblebee and make it like a Transformers remake. Yeah. <laughs> I was a Transformer all along. Autobots <laughs> roll out. <laughs> We should get we should get uh, Stefan in on that. Get his voice on that. <laughs> Drop him on that this news. right now. Yeah. Missed opportunities. Drop that plug right there. Yeah. I'll send him, I'll send him a link Stephon to Stefan Johnson. We need you next week, buddy. Yep. Yeah. We'll get you on this right away. Uh, let's see. Next up, video game developer Rocksteady Studios, who created the Batman Arkham game, series of games, has officially announced their next game, Suicide Squad. No further details about the game have been released at this time, but expect more of the upcoming DC Fandom virtual event on August twenty second. Um, the fact that they have uh, cover art for that means that I think they were pretty far along in the development of this. I was talking with a couple of buddies at work last night and, we, and I showed them that and they're like, oh my God, that's amazing. Yeah. Rumor it's going to be holiday 2020. Yeah. So this holiday will really? come out. Yeah. Yeah. It's supposed wow. to be a launch for the next gen. Yeah, Rocksteady always oh. tries to get, especially with their, their Arkham stuff, they always try to aim for fall release because they want to get it in right for the holidays. Yeah, right. and fix any bugs that come up straight, straight, you know, just before that. So yeah, and I assume that WB Montreal is going to announce their next Batman game. Sure, for sure. Yeah, yeah, that's fine. I've already heard some rumors about it. I don't know if any of them are true. Except the, it was they were doing the Court of Owls, Court of Owls teasing thing. it, which yeah. you know, sure, absolutely, I'm here for it. Uh, let me see. I think. Oh, yeah. There's one thing that is kind of important. This is important. Um, Sony PlayStation State of Play event on August 6th came and went with little fanfare. Uh, the event mostly focused on PS4 and PSVR games, which uh, with very few actual announcements. Uh, a few of the standouts did include um, Vader Immortal, a Star Wars VR series, will be coming to PSVR later this month. 
And the one thing that I'm actually kind of digging is that Alan Wake will be returning in the second set of DLC for Remedy's acclaimed control game on August 27th. Yeah. Uh, I'm really digging that. Um, again, if you haven't played, you know, control amazing games, if you haven't played it yet. Shame on you. We've all <laughs> been quarantined. Game last year. We've been quarantined for months. Y'all should have picked it up and played it <laughs> by now. It's been on sale like every other week. Yeah, absolutely. I love it. It's a phenomenal game. Uh, and finally, Disney has announced that its live-action Mulan feature will be hitting international cinemas and Disney Plus on September 4th. To access on Disney Plus, however, users will have to pay a premium PVOD price of $29.99 to watch it. Damn. I don't yeah. care about the movie that much. I don't care about the movie generally. I really don't care about it enough to pay an extra 30 bucks on top of Disney Plus prices yeah. to watch yeah. it. I can wait. Crazy. Yeah. No, I would pay um, 30 bucks to watch, you know, all of season two of The Mandalorian, but I don't know about Mulan. Yeah. 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 Agree with that. Um, <laughs> For 30 bucks, yeah. my name better be in the credits or something. Yeah. <laughs> Like, yeah, at that point, like, you've already got everyone's Disney money. Like, don't try to double down on that. No one cared about that movie that much. That's literally, like, half my subscription price right there. Like, yeah. that's kind of crazy. That's, that's more than half, isn't it? Is it only 10 bucks? Is it 13? Well, no, I mean, I mean, for, like, because I pay out the year. Oh, oh you yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah me so, too. I mean, that's, yeah. Half, that's half my year. It's still exactly, like, it's not, no, no one cares about the movie that much, if, yeah. if people really, really want to see it and pay it, awesome. If not, wait six months. It'll just be free on Disney Plus, and everyone will be happy about that. Yeah, thirty, yeah. Bucks, is, thirty <laughs> bucks is a lot to see that movie. Thirty right? bucks yeah. is a uh, you know, especially for PVOD where it's like you'll get like twenty four hours of viewing on it, and then no, they said on. that's continual uh, viewing, so you can watch it from that point onwards. It better be a. So damn if I pay thirty bucks, 30 bucks, are they going to send me like a little IMAX kit for my house? They better. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, better kiss me first before you make me pay that kind of I money. I definitely will not download that on my own. No, no, no. me neither. I would never no. do such a thing. I, I, mean, I, I don't, it's not even possible to do that, right? I yeah. feel no, most no. people <laughs> at sale to even try to, to download that, so. Yeah, I'm just going to use Cody app and I'll be good. <laughs> <laughs> All righty, so now we get to my best and least favorite segment of the show. My favorite because it's fun, my least favorite because of how Eric always pronounces it. I didn't say anything. <laughs> yet. I always pray see it with yet because you always get me with that. Hawk's um, not here. I don't think it'll come up. Oh, uh, we'll see. We've brought it up enough. <laughs> All right. We're being to now. Gentlemen, what's good? Eric, I'm going to start with you because I know you don't like to talk a lot. What do I like? I know I don't. What am I liking right now? I am currently playing, still playing Ghost of Tsushima, which is an amazing video game and the fifth season of call of duty Warzone is out right now. So that's been very hectic and fun. Um, yes. but yeah, that's pretty much it. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Mark us. What's good. Oh, what's, one more thing. One more thing. One more thing <laughs> before Marcus it? gets in there. What? Um, yeah. Uh, the, our sister cast, a strange new pod has started right. doing weekly episodes about the animated star Trek show. Um, lower deck. So that's it's it's pretty good show. So check it out. We're on everywhere podcasts are found. Obviously, awesome. Links are usually in the bio. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, awesome. Mark us. Oh, sorry, Marcus. I didn't want to to yuck anything that you're 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 liking on. I oh, you know, I have so many things that I I I like so much that it's yummy. You know what I mean? Oh, so delicious. The goddamn bread. So okay. Okay. Every week for hawk's sake. For yeah, hawk's no, sake. For hawk's sake. That's fine. That's fine. Um, so I've been. Uh, I finally been playing Ghost of Tsushima as well. 
And mm-hmm. that game is phenomenal, beautiful, amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, actually, Eric, you're going to want to take a look over here. Uh, what I've been playing now, every once in a while, nice. I just put this on. So I 3D printed this uh, just the other day and mm-hmm. had a little fun. So people nice. can't see this because it's a audio medium. <laughs> a Tsushima like, ghost mask, uh, samurai yeah. face mask, just kind of cool. Mm-hmm. And I'm actually currently... Uh, making a commission of one right now that I'm going to have to sculpt. So that's, I'm literally doing that right now. Nice. I may actually uh, do the same, like uh, commission one from you as well. Yeah. Sure thing, man. What, there, what, what, there are so uh, many different masks in the game. I know they're uh-huh. it's so cool. And like, they're kind of easy to customize. So I'm, I'm going to do a couple of generic ones and then just do a bunch of paint jobs and different yeah. versions and stuff. It's going to mm. be a lot of fun. For those that are new listeners or aren't in the know, Mark is uh, the the founder and sole creator of Marcus FX. He is a prop makeup effects guy, does crazy, crazy, amazing work. We'll plug your stuff at the end of the show because, again, I, I love your work, man. Thanks, bro. I love You're it, too. Blue. You're my boy, Blue. <laughs> <laughs> uh, other than that, I've been watching uh, the Umbrella Academy. Uh, finally watched all of that. That was uh, that was a good show. I liked it. Um, yeah. I love the fact that almost all of it was filmed but a few blocks from our house, Matt. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's like so close by. There, there's yeah. a scene that's right around the corner from my house. I'm like, okay, cool. I didn't even know yeah. they were up here. <laughs> I so I, I, I've I've pinned that one comment. I think it was you or or Brittany made about uh, the, the the season ep- season two episode, whatever it was. When you know when you get to it, you'll know. I'm like, I don't. I'm not even there yet. I want to see what it is. It's I was like, do I skip ahead? I'm like, no, I don't want to. But did you, did you get to it? No, I have. I haven't started. Oh, it yet. okay. It's it's I, something I've that uh, someone says, and you will love it. Of course, especially you. <laughs> oh, okay. So, okay, clearly. All right. Um, Mr. Hugs, what what what's good? Whole lot is good, man. <laughs> um, uh, you know, I haven't really been getting anything new lately. Uh, WWE is getting really good. I watch that every week. That's about what I what I do. Uh, otherwise, this last week is a little bit different. It was my birthday week, so I went out of town a lot and uh, all that kind of stuff. TTWF is our TikTok promo league that's been picking up for SummerSlam. So that's basically what I've been doing, spending most of my time with, and chilling with you guys in Zoom. Nice. All right. Mr. Tank, I can't see you. What's up? What's serious? What's 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 good, Tank? What's good? Well, I mean, what what's good is you know, along with hugs, I watch a lot of WWE. I got to watch actually my first episode of AEW this past Wednesday, and I really enjoyed it. Um, nice. I've been playing a lot of the the, the Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order game. It's kicking my ass. It's actually pretty tough. Yeah, it was, it's it's uh, so I'm, worth it when you get into it, though. It's so worth yeah, it. Yeah, yes, yeah. Sure. yes, it is. I try to get on TikTok, you know, three or four times a day, upload something just so I can maybe gain, you know, two, three, four followers a day, you know, just to get those followers. In case anybody's listening, you can find me on TikTok at underscore heel Chris. (laughs) That was a good pro. I like that. That was a solid plug. That was a solid plug and it made me happy. Did you guys Um, play Dead by Daylight, by the way? Because I didn't really talk about gaming, but that's what I play. I play Dead by Daylight. I'm all about it. I I have, but I, I... Not good at it. I don't have a console. That's why I play like, too. I'm like, that's what I'm all about. And I am very strong in the console war, PC Master Race. Um, <laughs> but, uh, that's like my main game right now. I have a little over 3,000 hours in Dead by Daylight. So. Yeah. Oh, 3,000 hours. Oh, shit. Yeah. How does this not fuck around when he commits to something? Oh. He um, I'll, I'll close this out then. Um, 
yeah no i like like the other guys uh i got i've started playing ghost of tsushima and that game is beautiful and frustrating all at the same time which i love oh, i'm so not i am not a stealth person so uh no, I, you don't need to stealth. be not you don't need game. to be but gosh it really helps sometimes because there's there was a lot of times where i'm like i'm just gonna keep getting killed and I'm like all oh, right i should probably switch my stance or maybe shoot an arrow at something as opposed to running off a cliff i i'm not i'm not <laughs> a smart man but i know what what combat is um, <laughs> but yeah no there's that um like i said the ttwf stuff has been picking up great um there's there's another thing i'm going to plug later on uh on facebook that's also been uh, consuming a good chunk of my time which warms my little heart as well too um <laughs> and and again the like i was saying but when we were off camera there's the the non-stop zoom calls that always uh always add entertainment value to my day yes so gentlemen now to the topic at hand why well, i've gathered you all here today we are going to, at long last, do a, like to, uh, a, not a deep dive, more of a skim the surface of the world of pro wrestling, why we love it, why it has been around forever, uh, right. and why, uh, why most people are starting to kind of get back into it again, which is really kind of neat and something that I really enjoy, especially having been a fan for as long as I have. Uh, so I'm going to start this off with the most blanket statement ever. What got you interested in pro wrestling? Um, like, so what got, what kind of first brought you in? Um, it's an open, it's an open, it's an open question. <laughs> I, I don't, I only direct with something that I really want to uh, specific answer on. I can, I can say that like me and my cousins, I grew up with, uh, two or three cousins that were about the same age as me yeah. and we all hung out all the time and all we did was we whooped each other, you know, like just, I'm going to throw you off this couch. I'm going to slam you on this couch and like just throwing each other around into boxes and everything. So, you know, um, wrestling just kind of seemed natural for us to kind of get involved in and like we watched it and learned it and if we try to mimic the moves, even though you're not supposed to, but we, yeah. we did everything we could to, you know, learn the choke slam Tomb, tombstone and stunners and stuff. <laughs> that, was the, that was late 80s, early 90s, where they didn't have the don't try this at home in front of it. Yeah. Just, you know, no, 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 no exactly. Fine. Really, it was, it was more of a challenge than anything. It's like, okay, yeah. how do I lift you up like that? <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, that's how I got into it. That's, that's, uh, that was my first love affair. Yeah. All right. I think uh, for me, it was in the 80s, they had those giant plastic wrestlers do you remember those like wwf i have a bunch of them uh, still and i remember getting those and then just hulk hogan was so big at that time he was everywhere so it was hard to not be a kid and just love wrestling at that point especially since they had that animated cartoon with the wrestlers as well yeah hulk hogan's rock and wrestling <laughs> exactly <laughs> um and then the NES game with, I just wanted to be honky tonk man all the time. Um, <laughs> but in the late eighties, like I, like I, I dropped off at the, from the early nineties until the late eighties when it started to resurge again in like popular culture. Mm -hmm. um, but the thing that really pops into my mind, other than the rock, which I feel like a lot of people got into wrestling because of him mm -hmm. uh, was the hell in the cell, uh, the hell in the cell cage or yeah. hell in the cage match with hell Mick Foley the and, yep. hell and in uh, the cell. Oh, the Nick Undertaker. That was the match and just being like, Oh my God, I have to yeah. keep watching this. Yeah. And yeah. Just, yeah. For anyone that says wrestling is fake. Okay. How do you fake fall off a cage? Please explain oh, that. Yeah. Oh, it looks so painful. You can't fake broken bones. Nope. You can't fake your tooth. You can't fake your tooth in your nose. Your nose. Yeah. 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 Oh, God. Yeah. Uh, Tank. 
what really got me into wrestling? I mean, I, I grew up, I was born in 1990, so I grew up really through the WCW, WWF days. Nice. And I was really big into WCW because it came mm-hmm. on before my bedtime. Yeah. And nice. uh, when I was eight years old, my brother had already been going through treatments for leukemia for two years at this point. And my dad came into the house one day and told us, you know, get dressed, put on your uh, Goldberg shirts. And I was a really big Hollywood Hulk Hogan fan. I love the NWO. And I said, I'm not wearing that. I'm wearing my Hulk Hogan shirt. <laughs> so I'm, I'm riding in the truck with everybody. Well, they're all wearing their Goldberg shirts and I'm wearing my Hollywood Hulk Hogan shirt. And we go to this uh, Chevy dealership in Statesboro, Georgia in November of 1998. So if you look at the timeline, this is shortly after Goldberg had won the, the WCW Heavyweight Championship. So we get to this dealership, we walk in, and they put us, like our whole family, into a little room. There's about eight of us in there, you know, pre-COVID days. And, <laughs> and we're sitting there, and out of nowhere, one guy walks in, kind of looks around like he's a security guard, walks out, and then not two minutes later, here comes Goldberg walking into the room. <laughs> like, met our entire family, you know, shook all of our hands, signed autographs for me and my other two little brothers, and he's sitting there looking at me, and he goes, <laughs> why are you the only one not wearing a Goldberg shirt? I said, because you shouldn't have beat Hulk Hogan. <laughs> <laughs> and to this day, uh, I mean, I, I love the fact that he took the time away to meet with a kid that was in, that had such a weak immune system that couldn't be around the whole crowd that was outside and came in and met him. And, and that really stuck out to me with the whole wrestling universe, because, you know, John Cena does it to this day and, mm-hmm. and many, many other superstars still do it. And mm-hmm. the fact that they take time away from their busy schedules to meet with these kids that, that can't be around the big crowds at like comic cons or anything like that. It, it really, it, it holds a spot near and dear to my heart. Well said. Yeah. Mr. Hugs. Fuck Goldberg. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Goldberg retired Bret Hart and I will never forgive him. No matter how many kids lives he made better. Yep. He, Suck it, Goldberg. Okay. Um, <laughs> Wait, Goldberg's not a listener, is he, Eric? Just want to make sure right now. I don't know. I hope, he, I hope he is. I really want to meet up with him to see if he yeah. remembers me telling him that as a kid. <laughs> I want to crop dust Goldberg in a parking lot. Okay. <laughs> is that a terroristic threat? Hey, no. Depends on what I ate that day. Um, <laughs> I, I grew up a wrestling fan because my dad was a wrestling fan. Uh, he went to shows as a kid, and uh, he lived in Michigan, so he went to like Cobra Arena or whatever it is. And he would tell me about all this stuff that he used to watch. And I talked about this on TikTok. I made a video saying, like, what was your first wrestling memory, like, ever of seeing wrestling? And mine was I was in uh, – we, we traveled a lot. I moved around a lot as a kid. And I remember we're in some random hotel and he was watching uh, WCW Saturday night or something. And I just remember seeing this dude with like blue and green, like tassels and a damn cowboy hat. So the craziest <laughs> looking shit I'd ever seen. It was a macho man, Randy Savage. And yes. I just, I was like bought in. Like I thought it was so cool. It was the colors, the whole, like out of anybody's personality, that dude was a cartoon character. Okay. Like he was yeah. just wild. And I completely bought into it. And I don't know, like, when I, like, kind of crossed the threshold to just casually watching. But I do remember the first time 
time I sat down for Monday Night Raw and like actually watched it, is my friend called me. He's like, this dude, I had heard of Shawn Michaels. He's like, this dude's like going crazy. You got to turn on Monday Night Raw. And he mm-hmm. was giving this speech about how he lost his smile. Oh, I was like, oh, man. okay, this is, this is emotional. Like, this isn't like that dude kicked this guy. Like there's some real stuff going on here. Mm-hmm. And I think that was the first time I really wanted to actively watch wrestling was because of that. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, for real. Like for me, it was again, like I grew up in the, I was born 1980. So I grew up during the time when Hulkamania was running wild. And again, every, every kid was a mark for Hogan at that yeah. point, because that was, especially up in Canada, we didn't get anything else, but WWE programming. Like there was no, there was no TBS affiliates. We saw nothing. We didn't see Crockett. We didn't see any of that. So I fell into that stuff way later. Uh, Did but you love Stampede? Did you watch Stampede or? Uh, we got it occasionally. It depended on the, 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 the week. Cause it would, sometimes they would play it. Sometimes they wouldn't. There was basically, it was like Saturday, like mid afternoon on Saturdays was whenever like until like Saturday night main event became a thing. It was like just mid afternoon Saturdays was just usually in the, in the TV guide as wrestling. And it would be whatever they decided to pick up that week. Um, sometimes it would be stampede. Sometimes it would be most times it was WWF. Because, I mean, they would just throw money up at Canon and we're like, yeah, sure, whatever, why not? But, uh, like I said, the, the first one, yeah, like I very, I actually saw, like my dad used to take me, whenever they would come to Hamilton, which was very rare and usually just house shows, he'd be like, let's go see wrestling if there was, if it was not, you know, a weird day or time. And, you know, I, I saw, looking back on it, I, and I'll, I'll talk about it later on, there was, I saw some iconic moments that I didn't realize were iconic at the time because I was a kid, so it meant nothing to me. Uh, but yeah, and then fell off you know, in the late eighties when everyone's like, wrestling's fake. I was like, it's still real to me. Damn it. But I'm like, I can't say that. Um, <laughs> and then picked it up again in the, at the beginning of the attitude era and just went, followed it pretty, pretty closely from that point on, because, you know, it got really entertaining. The last good thing Vince Russo ever did. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um so yeah. Um, so then I guess we'll go easy. Um, this is a real easy one. What, what brands did you, or do you watch now? Cause I mean, there's been a lot, I mean, as much as everyone sort of looks at the WWF or WWE now as like the, the pinnacle, there's been so many rival promotions, smaller promotions, you know, throughout history, even now, what, what, what was the stuff that you watched growing up? Uh, and hugs, I'm going to throw it back to you first. Um, it's a unique question. Cause like, what did I watch? I watched anything I could. Yeah. Uh, I grew up watching, uh, like hardcore TV. I was into watching, mm-hmm. you know, I'd stay up to like two in the morning to watch on my local affiliate, mm-hmm. uh, WCW. I was actually a big WCW fan before WWFE. Mm-hmm. Um, but the crazy thing is once I started getting into it, I had a really good friend whose uh, older cousin had gone to the monster factory. I think it is out in like, oh, New yeah. Jersey. Yeah. And like he had trained to become a wrestler. So he got us into like the deep end. dude. I traded my buddy. I gave him like $50 I got for my birthday and I got a $20 Huffy and a box of wrestling VHSs. And we're talking like <laughs> stuff from like FMW from like uh, wing or something like that. Like all these, oh, uh, I got some triple, a stuff it was like from nice. all over the world just random mm-hmm. uh wrestling and none of it was in english and then there was also mm-hmm. like the ecw hardcore tv is like back to like 95 or something oh wow um so it was a great deal for me yeah and i would just sit there and i had this tiny little like 40 dollar uh tv vhs it was like black and white combo mm-hmm. and i would just pound those tapes and just watch like every day was christmas to me dude i nice. saw like 
barbed wire explosive ring matches and oh, literally geez. anything I could get. I watched Smokey. I watched Stampede. Anything I could get a tape of, I watch it. Nice. Mr. Mark, us? Um, I mean, I, you know, up here, there's, there's only so much that you could watch. Um, I, I watched the WWF, which which is now the WWE. Um, I, I, I watched during the, uh, what was it? Uh, ECW watched that a little bit. And, um, uh, there's another one that I, I can't fucking remember now. Um, but it was just during that time when, when there was the whole, um, WWF, kind of losing its W it's losing its F right. Yeah. And there was a whole bunch of kind of like, well, let's start our thing over here. What the hell was the other one called? Fuck. It's going to come to me in the middle of this podcast. DNA? I'm going to yell it out. Yes. TNA. Thank TNA. you. Fuck. Yeah. It's like, oh, yeah. Right. Trying to remember. Yeah. 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 Um, so, I mean, I watched all that. Uh, I, I think I fell out around the, the late nineties for a while. And then uh, just pop back in occasionally if I saw something on or anything. Yeah. Um, I was still thoroughly impressed with seeing certain faces. I could not believe that the Undertaker had been going for so damn long, yeah. and I like so he was always one of my favorites. So watching him was always a little treat for me. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think yeah, that's pretty much all I ever really watched. Oh, and um, I used to watch like <laughs> I used to watch like uh, crappy VHS versions of like backyard wrestling videos too. <laughs> <laughs> um, before, before there was a whole like you know internet viral videos where you could see people doing all this stuff. Like mm-hmm. I remember a buddy had a collection of these videos and we watched them. And we used to watch these guys get cut up and everything. We're like, oh, look at him, he's playing this crazy. Yeah, love that. Yeah, <laughs> nice, Mr. Tank. What's up? What uh, what 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 brands did you watch growing up, or or still do for this to this day? Um, brands I watched growing up. Uh, WWF, WCW, obviously. I mean, I grew up in the 90s. Yeah. WCW was one of my favorites uh, when the whole Monday Night Wars was going on. You know, my dad would let me stay up till 10 o'clock to watch an hour of Raw. So, you know, I'd watch Raw and WCW, Nitro, and go back and forth with that. And then when the merge happened and, uh, you know, Watched it from that point on. Uh, watched a little bit of ECW whenever I could sneak in and watch it, and my dad wouldn't freak out on me. Uh, watched TNA pretty steady for the first two years that they were on TV mm-hmm. with the the six sided ring. And yeah, when they when they phased away from that, I kind of pulled away from it because to me the the six sided ring really set them apart from everybody else, and they mm-hmm. had really good matches with that ring. Well, yeah. Um, recently, I've got into AEW. Uh, I've watched a little bit of Ring of Honor over the years, mm-hmm. um, and, and WWE to, to, to this day. I still watch some old WCW episodes. So nice, right? Well, that's Mr. Yeah. Nice, Mister Eric. Yep, I'm uh, like Marcus. I uh, watch a lot of WWF. Like Mark, like you guys said, yeah. um, it was pretty much the the thing in the '90s, and then yeah. in the early 2000s, I jumped on the WCW uh, bandwagon when the, that when that coalition or what was it, alliance happened. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, but pretty much just WWF. I remember watching SmackDown and Raw pretty much nice. weekly for God knows how many years. For, for decades. <laughs> yeah. Um, and like for me, I said, like, a, like I was saying, you know, growing up, it was pretty much WWF for the longest time. And then finally, once we got, once they let us have TBS up here, I rapidly watched the, uh, the Monday night wars. 
especially because they ran them at the same time up here. So I could literally just flick back and forth between channels. Um, so yeah, there's that. And then, yeah, once, once the, uh, the buyout happened, I kind of fell off with WWF and was sort of like, I would still watch occasionally, but I was like, that's eh, not really my thing. I don't really care. I don't know most of the guys now because I hadn't watched in a while. So I'm like, I don't really know who a lot of these guys are. Don't really care. And that's why I started to branch out and found like, T- I just watched TNA bits of ring of honor that I could find online. I actually, that's around the time, especially in like the 2010s, I sort of found new Japan and really got into what they were doing based off like what I would see on ring of honor. I suddenly decided to watch a lot of start finding new Japan stuff, which is how I got into, you know, all the stuff that was going on with the bull club and then followed that up until the creation of AEW. And now I'm a pretty self self-proclaimed AEW Mark. I love that promotion. Uh, don't think it's better. I, don't, I never classify as a better or, or worse. It's just, I like that they're doing something that is different and they're just putting different people over. And that a lot of the older guys are putting the young guys over. I kind of appreciate that. Hmm. Um, oh. And now we, of course we have the, the most hotly contested question. Whenever you're talking to wrestling fans, who's your favorite wrestler? Uh, <laughs> <Singing> Punk. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Hugs, I know your answer, but I want to hear you say it anyways. What's my answer? It's Jericho. It is Jericho, but he said CM Punk. I'm Chicago <laughs> Brown, baby. I got a mark for the CM Punk answer. Wait, oh, isn't yeah. he your cousin or something? That's uh, redacted information. <laughs> redacted information. <laughs> Can neither um, confirm nor deny. Yeah, I will have too many people in my DMs. Um, <laughs> I, my, my favorite wrestler of all time actually is a redacted answer mm-hmm. because you can't say it publicly anymore. But it is the he who shall not be named of pro wrestling. Um, Benoit. Chris yeah. Benoit. It's Chris yeah. Benoit. Oh, but yeah. you can't mm. say that nowadays because of the response you get. But Benoit was my childhood hero. I grew up watching him. I was a huge fan of the Four Horsemen. I was a huge fan uh, of his work in uh, WCW after that and then in the WWE with the Radicals in his own career. Um, I was a huge fan, actually, of Canadian wrestling because I, I, my dad, like, his side of the family was Canadian. And I was like, was like, I'm Canadian. I'm not American. Because, like, you know, as a kid, you're like, I want to be whatever's not the same. Yeah. And I actually uh, had a Canadian flag on my wall my entire, like, childhood. And so I was you keep that tradition that. going. Yeah, I, was, I was all about that though. And I got to meet him shortly before he passed. But my number two, of course, is Chris Jericho, who is honestly probably the greatest of all time. Yeah. hundred percent. Right, Mr. Eric. Um, it's, uh, it's, you know, it's not hard for me to say. I love Mick Foley. I love mankind. Nice. Um, I also, because of the late nineties, of me having long hair. I love the Hardy Boys. I just love them so much. And yeah. I, I would be remiss not to say that um, I, I watch wrestling because of The Rock. So yeah. I have to put them up there. There's nothing wrong with There's no wrong answer as long as uh, you don't say John Cena. I will watch any movie that he's in as well. Because <laughs> it's The Everybody Rock. Everybody does, apparently. <laughs> it's true. Yeah. All right. It's I almost impossible is- not to. I know this is audio only, but I want to see a swanton off the staircase. Come on now. <laughs> uh, don't worry. I'm going, to teach this, I'm going to teach these kids how to do that so they can surprise okay. me. Okay. Yeah. I'm sure that would go over with both you, your wife, and my wife. That would, that would be a great idea. Yep. 
and you do not teach her how to do these things. <laughs> she's tiny. She's light. She can pull it off. She would do it too. I know she would. Two-year-old lifting chokeslam and powerbomb. Okay. You just gotta look at him in the stairs so it gives out at the end. <laughs> Uh, Mark, us. I Mark. I was gonna say yeah. Marcus. I don't yeah. want to call you Mark because it's just got bad connotations. <laughs> All right, um, <laughs> I'm confused about that. Yeah. Mark, uh, we shall call him. Uh, okay. um, come on, good lord. I okay, again, I thought it was joke. I get it. I get it. Uh, well, it's it's hard because, like, I mean, of all time, if we're going all the way back to when I first started watching, I mean, I had a huge thing for Hulk Hogan. Everybody loved Hulk Hogan, mm-hmm. but um, during the the days of the craziness of the the early WWF, I also loved the Ultimate Warrior. Um, that that son of a bitch was insane, mainly because I'm sure mm-hmm. he was probably hopped up on cocaine most of the time. Yeah. But like, he was yeah. in, entertaining as all fuck yeah. to watch. Yeah. Like, I love oh, yeah. that shit. So him and Macho Man, the two of them were like kind of mm-hmm. a perfect match in in and around uh, that timeline. Uh, but I mean, as time went on, I mean, the Hardy Boys were a huge favorite for me too, Eric. Man. Yeah. I, oh, I can't tell you the amount of time it took me to find, like I kept shopping at every store to find pants that matched, like that looked like theirs. It yep. took so long, but I remember I had two pairs that were like identical to what they were wearing. And I'm like, fuck yeah. I wanted to jump off by stairs at school and stuff like that. Oh man, <laughs> I'm amazed I'm alive, really. Like shit. We yeah, all are. We are. Yeah, we all are. There, <laughs> there, are you yeah. Oh god. There's um, so many times where you almost weren't. Before the, the 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 actual name of it was called parkour and everything, like the Hardy Boys are what made me want to jump off stuff. So I was like climbing up trees and buildings and doing jumps and flips and stuff. And that again, really amazed that I'm still alive. Yes. Um, and then uh, also, I just and I love the the Undertaker. I always like he always mm-hmm. had a menacing presence. He scared the shit out of me as a kid. And then I had like a I just really loved him as he got as he because he just continued on like into his fifties, sixties, and this guy was like actually in better shape than he was back in the eighties. And it was just kind of cool to see this transformation of this guy getting like bigger and buffer and kind of cooler as time went on. I just like that. I think Roman Reigns is the greatest champion ever. Go the fuck home. <laughs> I, 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 sorry, I couldn't. I can't. Close your door. I'm going to cry yourself wait. to sleep and put the KY away. You're done. <laughs> Um, no, like I said, I'm for me, um, I was always a fan of the, the, the cerebral guys like Jake Roberts, I mean, Piper to a lesser extent. Um, yeah, I just always gravitated towards the heels that were, that were just really good at getting into your head and they were just kind of fuck around with people's minds. That's always been kind of my, my jam. I even like, you know, Waylon Mercy, cause I put clips about him out today. Really, really dug that kind of stuff. Always been my my fun thing. I never, never was one for the over the top guys. Just the ones that are a little, just kind of get into your head, play, play some games. Always for me. So you're all about the fiend then? Oh God. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Right. Mercy, though, that's an underrated, that's, that's one of those like deep tracks. Yeah. Like when somebody asks you, you're a wrestling fan and you drop Waylon Mercy, like yeah. that's how you weed out the, <laughs> the yeah. like, so Everyone's like, Whoa, who the fuck is Waylon? You talking about Waylon Jennings? I used to listen to his music. <laughs> <laughs> No, I'm talking about Waylon Mercy. You know what I mean? Um, it's I'm you know I'm not even going to try to explain who that is. You all can people can look it up if they're interested. They should underrated. Learn your risk. Underrated. If once you see Waylon Mercy, everything that Bray Wyatt does today will make a hell of a lot more sense. <laughs> uh, and not in a bad way. Like it's not a, it's not even a ripoff. It is a straight up homage, and I respect it's him for it. Yeah. 
He's so, talked about it openly too. Yeah. Oh, hundred percent. Are they related or is he just like friends with his dad? Uh, he, uh, Dan Spivey and, uh, Mike Rotunda, Mike Rotunda. friends. Yeah. They were I knew the they were time. close. I didn't know if they were related. Yeah. No, you know, he's not, the, not part of that dynasty, but they were really good friends. That's why he wanted to bring that gimmick back with, uh, the, like the original Wyatt family. Mm-hmm. Uh, but now of course, again, one of my favorite topics, uh, favorite moments you've seen live or televised. Because I mean, I'm sure there's oh. always like that one defining moment that sticks in your head. Like, you know, either I, I was there to see that or I remember watching that on TV and just kind of sticking with you. It's always a, a fun, a fun topic, a conversation. And I'm going to start with Eric. Well, I sort of said mine already, but um, yeah. I'm, gonna make uh, you say it again. I'm trying to think of I'm trying to think of another time where it just sort of melted my mind. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think being a big rock fan, I remember when he turned heel for the first time. Oh, and yeah. then everyone just sort of, and I was like, no, not the rock. He's just, he's the, pe- you know, he's the people's champion. He's the people's champ. So <laughs> I, I remember when he turned heel and that was just an amazing moment, yeah. uh, at least for me as a wrestling fan at that time. Absolutely. Uh, Tank, we'll go to you next. Um, honestly, the, the, the five live events that I've gone to, whether they've been mm-hmm. SmackDown or raw, Mm-hmm. Everyone I've gone to, somehow I get lucky enough to watch The Undertaker and his injury. Nice. No. Oh, my God. And every time, it like, I always get, like, right where I'm looking right down the aisle, whether I'm up top or whether I'm down on the floor, mm-hmm. just so I could see him come down. And it <laughs> it gives you goosebumps. I don't care yeah. who you are. I don't care how old you are. You can be 50. Mm-hmm. You can be five. Yep. You will get goosebumps mm-hmm. watching his entrance live. Oh yeah, 100%. Um, Marcus. Um, it's hard to say. I think it was the first time I saw like a like a twenty man battle royale kind of thing, or something like that. Like mm-hmm. it was like the first time you saw like, oh, it's not just going to be two or, f- or four guys fighting it out in the mm-hmm. ring. It's like how many people can we actually fit in this ring? And I just remember <laughs> I don't I don't remember when it was, but I remember I was really young the first time they tried it out, or the first time I saw them try it out. Yeah, and uh, it was that was also the time that me and my cousins, in our f- fighting in our basements, decided. Well, we don't have to have a limit on who's fighting who. Let's just all fight each other at the same time. Each other for a while. Yeah, and that was close to the time that I almost killed my cousin. That <laughs> <laughs> comes back to we are so lucky to be alive today. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> Hugs. I, I know, I know you probably have a, a plethora. Dude, this is so hard. I've literally, since you asked the question, been sitting here like racking my mind. It's like, <laughs> I, I've been, I've been to probably like only 10 events, but two of them were WrestleManias and one was a, a Night of Champions. So like, mm-hmm. I've seen some really cool stuff, like mm-hmm. epic stuff. Like I saw HBK versus McMahon live and oh, Edge versus uh, awesome. Mick Foley with the flaming table spot. Oh, I was you there Undertaker Mark Henry in the casket match was super good. I also saw Undertaker versus Batista, super good. Triple H, John oh. Cena, Triple H, Shawn Michaels. It's like, I saw Jeez. like amazing stuff live mm-hmm. um and even like the nitros i went to i saw brett and hogan 
versus Sting and the Ultimate Warrior. Like, oh that my is god, that's awesome! Like, it, I've been super, super blessed to see the stuff I saw. And the cool thing is, I was 11 years old, and I won tickets to Monday Night. It was my first show I went to that wasn't a, like a, a just a live show; it was a televised event. Yeah. I was 11 years old. I called into the, this radio station because they're giving away tickets to Monday Nitro, mm-hmm. and I'm like freaking out because they answer the phone. I'm like, I'm 11 years old. I love to see them every I go to a show. I've never been to a show before. Like, I'm like freaking out, and they're like, Oh, sorry, kid. You know, we already gave out the last of the tickets or like whatever. And they're like, but you're like a big fan though. And I was like freaking like, I'm like devastated. Yeah. Okay. And they're like, hold up. And like, they put me on hold for a little bit. And I'm like sitting there staring at my dad. My dad's like, no, it's okay. It's okay. Like we're just chill. He gets me on hold and says, <laughs> all right, we got tickets for you. And it was third row seats, dude. We got to go oh, see this. Wow. Yeah. Oh my God. Some stuff That's went down. Awesome, man. Some stuff mm-hmm. went down and we had to leave in the middle of that show. Okay. Oh. It was a whole thing that went down. But my dad called the radio station and told them about it. And they gave us box seats to the next time they came. And like, it was amazing, dude. We had like our own section here and I saw titties and it was, kind of <laughs> and I was really drunk in our box. And she was just like, Woo. And I was like, Hey, I saw him on one time. This is an unscramble channel. Uh, <laughs> like, so there's just been a crazy amount of moments that I've seen live that are uh, stuck in my head, including that random lady titties. Nice. Yeah, <laughs> hey, random titties are the best. Okay, I can't even it's top cool. that story. Dude, well, also, that try. same show, it was like Flair and Bischoff were fighting, oh, and like yeah. Flair was around the arena. Like I'm literally like recalling this in my head. Flair was like going around the arena, and he's like going through the audience up into the box areas, and like yeah. Bischoff was trying to like kick him out of the arena. So I got to see Flair like ten feet from me, and I was like, Oh my god, that's for Flair! Woo! <laughs> 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 yes. Um the one that sticks to me, this was actually the first the first live event I ever went to. Uh it was I think one of the first times that they brought uh the WWF to Hamilton for not just a house show, it was actually it was a live taping, which I, I, we didn't know at the time because I wasn't a I was a kid. Um yep. I think it was like six or seven. Um, but I got to to see live uh Hogan and Andre sign the contract for WrestleMania three. Oh, oh, wow. Like that day where they're sitting there and they flip the table and That's so sick. Uh, which was very cool. It was a little weird because as much as they had microphones there, they weren't mics that were pumping to the audience. They were just TV mics. <laughs> so we couldn't actually hear what they were saying. <laughs> but the th- cool thing was, is that they both of them were so good. It didn't matter that we couldn't hear what they were saying because they were just like, you could see kind of, you could, they were telling the story with emotion. Because we couldn't, they weren't saying anything that we could hear. And then all of a sudden, you know, like up and flipped the table and everyone was just like, fuck yeah. Like this, this was like late 80s Hamilton. So these were, this was like me, my dad, and a shitload of steel workers that were off that day. Yes. That just gave no, and we're just getting progressively drunker as the day got, went on. Uh, which was just hilarious for me. Because I'm like, this is so awesome. And my dog, my old man's like, I got to get my son the fuck out of here. <laughs> He's picking up bad habits. <laughs> um, have you ever seen television? So that's what's wrong with you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Tell me it, of, of course yeah. I have. It reminds me of the scene with his kid where he's like, I don't know what this means, but I'm not. Yeah. That's what it makes me think of. 
<laughs> well, I remember like my, my like seven year old brain trying, I can't remember what I said, but I had some, I said something that I, I just, cause I have had was a child. I was blessed with the worst timing ever. But for some reason I would like sit there and be like, I got to say something. Cause everyone was just like shouting at people be like, fuck you. Like, you know, like, cause that's what they do. And I can't even remember. I came up with something that in my head, uh, my seven year old brain was like, this will be a great insult. And I can't remember what it was. It was like the most G rated thing ever. But for some reason I said it when the audience, when the crowd had gone silent, like there's someone where like, the, there's like those, those big, like there's the pops and then the die down. That's when I screamed something at a manager and everyone around me was like, this kid is fucking awesome. <laughs> <laughs> so I like, you up to the ring. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I was like, I did a good thing. My dad's like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> These guys can kill us. And I, again, I thought it was awesome. So that was my, like my, my my best memory is seeing Hulk Hogan, and that was like they didn't like Hogan and Andre didn't wrestle. They were just literally there to do that like that signing, and that was all they were there for. It was basically just a glorified. It was like a Saturday night main event, but it was like a glorified house show for everything other than that signing, which they used for the the televised bit. Dude, my most fun at a show isn't even like like the coolest thing. Is I got to take my nephews, my two older nephews, to a show one time. It was just a house show, mm. and but I had so much fun because I was at the audience. This was during the Daniel Bryan heel turn thing. Oh yeah. So it was the no chant. So this guy was like chanting yes, and I was chanting no, and like we're like going back and forth, like just being face <laughs> to face. And my nephews are just losing it. They're like, "You're gonna get in a fight with this guy," and I was like, "No, face. Like, no, no." no. no. <laughs> also, the cool thing about that. I was just talking about the story today. That was a house show in 2012. The Shield had debuted at Survivor Series beating up Ryback. Mm-hmm. And I got to see them wrestle in a six-man tag before they were like, before they had official matches on TV and stuff. Oh, nice. They came down in the audience and everything. It was super cool. Like, I thought cool. they were awesome then, but that was before they even did anything. Yeah. That's the one thing that's really kind of cool about the live shows is that sometimes they'll, they'll try people out because they know it's never televised. And you can see some <laughs> amazing performers that – they, like three months later, you're like, I saw that guy live, and now he's, you know, he's got the rocket, and he's just going crazy. Oh yeah, yeah, that was back when I Roman s- wasn't garbage. I saw Jamaican Kofi uh, in a dark match in one of the Raws I went to in Chicago. Oh, I was like, this <laughs> is Weren't you supposed to be Jamaican? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love that. That theme was so good, though. It's yeah, I love that. Boom, boom. Uh, <laughs> Um, that actually, but you know, how you make up a good point, which is what I was going to get to next, which was um, for those that have kids or those that were kids, is is pro wrestling a thing that kids could or should watch? Do you watch with your kids? I mean, I, per- Absolutely. I, don't have, I, mean, I don't have kids, so I can't really chime in on it, but I watched it all the time as a kid and I turned out <laughs> just fine. Yeah. <laughs> Did you? <laughs> Don't use me as the benchmark. <laughs> this on is this. your brain. <laughs> I mean, I watched it as a kid and going through school, early school in the nineties and early two thousands with kids mm-hmm. that didn't really watch wrestling. I felt like it actually helped me develop a personality and, and mm-hmm. a sense of humor and a sense of dark humor, you know, with DX. Yeah. And it, it it helped me not be a shy kid compared to the, like the kids that weren't shy at school watched wrestling. The kids that were shy and like weird did not watch wrestling. Yeah. So absolutely. my kids will grow up watching wrestling. My daughter, like I said, lets me choke slam her and power bomb her and she's two years old and she loves every minute of it. <laughs> so she's going nice. to be a tough little shit. 
Yeah. Why can't you say lets me? Like the two year old's going to be able to stop you from bothering <laughs> <laughs> Two year olds are surprisingly yeah. strong. <laughs> she knows how to say yes. She knows how to say no. When she goes, Daddy, boom, boom, that means me slam her. <laughs> That's adorable. <laughs> and I mean, to be fair, two year olds are wiry and scrappy. Yes. yes. She has more sass than any diva from the mid 2000s. <laughs> three years old, she's just like, Daddy. Get the table. <laughs> <laughs> yes. If that happens, you know I succeeded as a father. Yeah, that's a parenting win right there for sure. Um, but yeah, I mean, this is like I said for me. I again, and I'll, I'll address this because it's the topic that always comes up whenever those that are not fans uh, talk. To those are fans. We all know it's fake. Like we're, we're we're smart enough to know that it's fake. Most kids know that it's fake, uh, or at least it's it's predetermined. I hate using the word fake. It's predetermined. It's theatrical. yeah. I feel I feel like fake is the wrong it's word. It's theatrical. It is theatrical, and yeah. it is like you know there there are outcomes that are planned. There are things that are planned, but yeah. as in anything that is planned, things can go wrong. Things yes. have gone wrong. Yes. Things, People get hurt regardless of how well you train and how mm-hmm. well you are. Like, I'm going to take this punch every single time like this. There's always yeah. a, there's always that element of someone getting hurt. So it's not Absolutely. I mean, you know, it's well, one of those, like I said, like, especially because a bunch of us, we have done theater where it's like, and I, I always compare it to, to compare the two because live, like you can do something live in live theater. You know, we rehearse it for months. Yeah. Things can go weird and south and wrong really fast, really yeah, quickly. And, and that's do. just with people, you know, <laughs> acting and singing and dancing on stage where it's like if something goes weird you just walk away when you have you know in a crowd of several thousands or tens of thousands of people doing really really risky physical stuff and something goes weird they don't have the luxury of being able to cut to commercial or stopping and redoing it they have to figure it out on the fly Mm -hmm. and figure it out fast so that they can keep each other safe and get out of there yeah so i mean you know, say what say what you want, real or fake. You know, it's it is as fake as anything else. I thought you were about to drop my Whoa. tagline from the podcast. Whether Which it's one? real or fake, we always keep the case. <laughs> <laughs> well, one thing that I, I really like, I was like, nah, I can't steal your tagline. One thing I like that Vince McMahon, you know, said in an interview years ago was, you know, yes, it is not so much fake but it, it is all predetermined but it is sports entertainment for a reason because sports mm-hmm. you still get hurt but it mm-hmm. still entertains the crowd exactly some people only get entertained if people get hurt that's why nascar is popular yes <laughs> yes rest that's in true. peace dale earnhardt mm-hmm. yeah do you well i know it's way off topic but that's like the least ever like low impact crash I ever saw take out a legend. Yeah. You see these people flip like 300 times their cars on fire. They get ejected like an angel through the sky. And they're like, okay, Ryan Newman's record Daytona this year was a perfect example. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But like Dale Earnhardt, it looked like he barely bumped the side of that wall. And yeah, mm-hmm. I know that's way outside. True, though. I mean, like I said, like that's the, the sport aspect of it is that, you know, there is enough level of physicality that, stuff can go south and people can get hurt and accidents can happen yes. far more than they ever want to admit. If anybody doubts that, uh, Google Joey Mercury orbital. Yeah. It was his yes. orbital socket. Yeah. That ladder yes. match or just Joey Mercury ladder. Cause that's probably easier to Google. Yeah. But he, it broke his entire orbital socket and it, it was yeah. gross. And that it was, was Sid vicious leg. 
Oh no, never Google that. Uh, yeah. Never Google that. That's like the two girls one cup of wrestling. Like yeah. you can't watch that. It was, you can't watch that. For those that haven't, I, I'll give you the the best descriptor. It was a match where literally Sid Vicious, who was a well, he's what six seven six, something, a six, high six, six or seven six ten probably. Uh, was doing a, a a spot where he basically was. I think it was like a clothesline or something. He was doing off the top rope. It was like is, a it was like a big boot because he came down on one foot. It was like he tried yeah, to do like a big a boot. boot from and he jumped off and landed on his foot and his foot just his leg just snaps Ugh. and snaps at a very unfortunate right angle he's only six oh. seven. yeah i thought yeah, he was taller than that jesus no they they said he was taller than that the, the rock six he's barely taller than the rock you know that's why he retired well they he was like six eleven when he was wrestling with michaels and michaels mm. was you know okay. like a half foot taller than they said he was <laughs> Or was, they said he was a half foot taller than he was. But that is like one of the grotiest, most savage injuries yeah. ever. Because his foot, like, just they show the foot again. Yeah. And it's like taped <laughs> up and in a boot. So it's not like whatever. But yeah. it's literally like, like yeah. I know you're not going to watch this. Well, no, but like, cause he lands and then he just, yeah. uh, he just falls, like, literally just bumps flat on his back. So his legs just in the air. I was. Like, you cannot watch it. That was like 2000, 2001, somewhere in there. Yeah. And my brother is like 17 and a half years older than me. I'm the youngest. He's oldest. Mm-hmm. And he watched that and he threw up. Yeah. <laughs> like Ugh. literally he yeah. threw up. So he had to be like almost 30 and he threw up. When he saw it. That, that was I guess just, I'm just the weird kid because I look for videos of people breaking bones, like in the UFC and WWE and shit like that. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, I watched it like it was the greatest thing ever. Cause I was like, Holy crap. This yeah. is real. Oh yeah. His yeah. leg just shot on him, brother. <laughs> <laughs> His leg just gave him a receipt for it. Yeah, exactly. Like, it went into business for itself. <laughs> um, yeah, like again, it's, you know, people watching it, they know it's not real, real. And again, if you're going to have your kids watch it, I mean, if they're very young, it's very easy to explain to them if they're not real people. Like they're, they're real people, but they're, they're characters. Right. The same as any other TV show of violence that you would show your kids. Like yeah. they need to know that that isn't real as well. Mm-hmm. If you watch like you know crime television shows or whatever, yeah, kids, it's not. Yeah. So I mean, it's and again, it's like we say with a lot of times. It's sort of you have to gauge your own children. Like you know your kids better than anyone else. If you think they're going to be able to wrap their head around the the in the nuances of what's really going on, there's nothing wrong with that. If you think it might be questionable, maybe wait till they're older. So I have a question for y'all, if that's cool. Yeah. So I don't have kids. I have three nephews and a niece. I brought them up on wrestling. Mm-hmm. But when did you have like a Santa Claus moment? Did you have like someone <laughs> spoiled wrestling for you? Yes. Because yeah. I did. So that's uh-huh. how I found out wrestling was real. And I'm just curious <laughs> if other people did too. Yeah. I had I had the moment when, uh, if, if you remember, I don't remember the, the name of the terrible movie. Maybe Eric, Matt, somebody, somebody can help Ready me. Ready to Rumble? Beyond the Mat. Yeah. With, with Hulk Hogan and, and uh, the guy who played Zeus. Oh, no, the No Holds oh, Barred. No Holds Barred. No Holds Barred, yeah. thank you. Yeah. That, because I remember watching that, and I, I was terrified of this character that they created, Zeus, as a child. I was like, what? what who, he's unstoppable. He can kill people and all this mm-hmm. kind of stuff. And then when he showed up, he showed up in like one of the WrestleManias just to like be the yeah. gatekeeper or something like that. And I remember being like, he's here. He's real. Oh, God. And I was like freaking out. My uncle was there mm-hmm. watching with me and then he was just like well no that's that's just an actor and i was like well what do you mean and he explained and he showed me like other movies that this guy had been in yeah. and it's i was like, like oh. Lister, right or something yeah. yeah yeah and i was like this is are you are you fucking kidding and then that's when i realized that like okay so he this that was a movie i watched and it's not real 
That means he's not real. That means the threat of him there isn't real. And like all these like cogs started moving. <laughs> the dominoes. Oh, no. <laughs> and then and then I remember I kind of looked at my uncle and I was just like, so are they real wrestlers? And he's like, well, they're real wrestlers. And then he kind of gave me this look and he's like, but it's it's fake fighting. And like my world got shattered mm-hmm. then and there. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But I mean, I was, I don't know how old I was. Like I was young. So mm-hmm. it didn't really, it didn't really can kind of ruin anything for me. Like I still right. kind of got right back into it, but mm-hmm. I'd say for about a week, I was really devastated by that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. See, for me, for me, it was the, uh, the man trials that kind of, Oh, okay. Cause that yeah. was, again, like I was coming up when like, you know, when the steroid trial happened and then when they had the big case against the, uh, the sporting commissions, <laughs> Where they had to, they started to change it away from wrestling to sports entertainment for tax reasons. <laughs> well, no, it was the the reason they actually did that was because the, the gaming commissions, or yeah, because any anything that was labeled as a sport had to get you know basically had to have clearance from the gaming commissions to happen, mm-hmm. and they were they basically like it was the there were certain laws they had to abide by or they would get fined, and he was getting fined so heavily in certain states because they were treating it as real. So he had to basically out the business so that he could not keep getting fined and having to pay, you know, yeah. pay off all these different commissioners to let him, you know, do their trade because they weren't treating, right. they were treating as real. He had to break, he had to break kayfabe to keep money. They also tried making him because of the way that the commissions were. It's either the, the gaming or the sport, com, whatever it is, commission, yeah. but they wanted him to have judges. Like yes. they're actual like paid union judges. Mm-hmm. And that was like a big reason why he didn't want to do it. Cause he didn't want to pay these people every time they had a show. Yeah. You know, yeah, to pay them, pay them to basically like, cool. This is how you're judging. Yeah. Exactly. Cause they're like, well, you can't do that. We have to judge it fairly. And they're like, it's not how it works guys. Yeah. <laughs> like for me, I grew up, you know, I watched in like mid to late nineties when I was, you know, really getting into it as a fan. Yeah. So my dad was the first person to spoil it for me. Okay. Right. And he was like, he's not actually hit. Cause I, I think I told my dad he couldn't beat up the giant is what it was because my dad's like ex-military like he was a black, yeah. a black belt you know like he was like a legit badass like i'm a big dude and he could even pick me up when i was over 300 pounds like over his head like he was a badass <laughs> but i remember as a kid being like you can't take the giant he's like eight feet tall you know freaking out and, stuff. and he showed me you know and on nitro or something the giant went to like drop kick somebody completely does not even get in the same zip code as this guy. Yeah. <laughs> like he had just been annihilated. Okay. Mm-hmm. Like you see that? And he was like rewinding because I, I recorded all of them. He like rewinded and showed it again. And so I, I just couldn't believe it. I was like, well, something that like he shook the ring when he fell or so, you know, like I was trying to figure it out. And then I would watch ECW and watch dudes like legit, just like basically, you know, manslaughter on tape. So yeah. it was hard for me to like believe that it was fake. And then in the, the late nineties, they had two things. There was this dude, the mask guy that like exposed wrestling on TV. On yeah. Oh, it was yeah. like a magician thing, but they did it for wrestling. Yeah. Yeah. I remember and that. Like they, they lean in here and they talk to each other and all this. So like he would like broke it and then mm-hmm. beyond the mat came out and I watched beyond yeah. the mat. So like yeah. those are the two real nails in the coffin of my KP. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I kind of grew up, my dad let me know right off the bat from the time that I was able to actually understand what I was watching. Mm-hmm. So like five or six, he was telling me, you know, look, this is all real to a certain point. Yeah. He goes, now, if you come in for a clothesline on somebody, you could really hurt them. And this was around the time that, you know, the kids were clotheslining each other, breaking each other's necks, crushing each other's yeah. esophaguses. 
yeah. you know, killing each other. He's like, you don't just go out there and do this willy nilly without any kind of real repercussions. These guys are trained professionals. They know what they're doing. You don't know what you're doing. Mm-hmm. So I kind of understood from the get go of watching wrestling, you know, okay, this can really happen. This can really hurt. These are just actors. So yeah, they're, 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 they are very well paid stuntmen. Yes. And so, and women yeah. too. I have to include that because they, the women's revolution has certainly opened a lot of people's eyes for what women can do in wrestling as well too. Very much so. Very much so. I actually just talked about this on uh, on our podcast, Keeping the K Fape with me and Sandy. We uh, we recast. It's actually going next week. It's next week's nice. episode with Shattery, um, where we talked about how women's evolution has changed, and we recast old stables. And I just added women to a couple of them because I'm like, in the late 90s, you wouldn't have seen that. You saw like Shinar like leading with the Hardys. Yeah. But nowadays, you got people like Rhea Ripley, you got Bianca Belair. Like they could go toe to toe with the dudes in these stables. Mm-hmm. Oh, 100%. That's awesome. And, and now, gentlemen, we, it brings us to, to a very important point, which is, I mean, the, our listeners know myself. They know Marcus. They know Eric. And I've talked about, about Hugs and Chris for a while. And I've talked about TikTok Wrestling Federation. But I really feel that we need to let the experts discuss this. Because I'm, I'm relatively new to the game, all things considered. I've only been there, what, I think a little over a month now. But y'all have been there since, you know, day one-ish. <laughs> ish. Big-ish. So I'm going to go with the big question. What is TTWF? You want to take that one, Tank? The TTWF is the TikTok Wrestling Federation. It is a eFed promo industry. Basically, we get on there and we shoot promos just like, you know, the, the big guys in the ring or the big guys backstage do. We talk smack back and forth. Some of the storylines are planned out. Some of the storylines are not so planned out. But most of the time, we just we, we shoot the shit backstage. We have fun with each other. Uh, we, we talk about stuff. And then when we come out on, on TikTok you know, live or, you know, in videos, we shoot promos. We 100% in character, shoot a promo. You know, like me, I'm, I'm up against Captain Law and Skylar Mars for the Intercontinental Championship right now at, at SummerSlam. So... I talk to those guys backstage like I've known them for years, but whenever I get on the screen, it's like, I really hate you. You mm-hmm. know, basically, you can go fuck yourself. Yeah. <laughs> that's how I talk to everyone backstage. Also true. Yeah. Because yeah, you're the keepers of the cave. You will so, never. <laughs> the, the cool thing about TTWF, though, is do you care to know the, like, story of how this came about yes or do you just want to mo- know more about like what it is what we know it's like that's the fun again a lot of people don't know it's never really there's never really been a definitive how it happened so i came into the mix after the beginning seeds of this were planted but not ttwf like ttwf is basically i've had a hand in that since it's it's beginning um but there's this guy lou nonsense who uh is the tiktok world uh heavyweight champion now the the ttwf world champion mm-hmm. um but he's just a wrestling fan he's just a mark like the rest of us who wanted to do fun promo battles on tiktok um he thought it'd be cool he was already talking trash he used to do like those old school like 90s and early 2000s match card things so he'd like dress up and do like the poses that they have in the match cards and it like went over and uh, he's like all right uh he was already cutting promos like kind of just talking trash in general 
Mm-hmm. And he started a promo battle tournament. Um, and that got the community, a lot of people just randomly cutting a promo at him. He mm-hmm. named his top five. It really didn't do anything. Like it wasn't for anything, but that sparked a ton of people wanting to start promoing against each other. And at that point in time, it was just a bunch of people talking trash for no reason for fun. Mm-hmm. Um <laughs> When I came around, it was the day after the tournament ended was the day I joined TikTok. So I saw all this stuff happen and I got into all these creators. And uh, the first dude that I met on TikTok, I was like, hey, man, this was pretty cool. And uh, it's my friend Heel Josh at the time now, King Heel Josh. But uh, I was like, dude, we should totally like be a tag team and go for like these tag team titles and all this stuff. And I ended up starting this club called the Heel Club. And it picked up. It's crazy. We're almost at 50 million views uh, on TikTok. Like we have probably hundreds of members that claim Heel Club. Mm-hmm. And the dude who started all this, the, the nonsense guy, actually noticed that, saw that it was becoming a bigger thing. And he had started talking to some of the other people in the community, like Macho Fan Sandy Ravage. Uh, I know Panda God was one of the guys you talked to originally mm-hmm. about, hey, should we essentially unionize this? Should we like create something? Um, so I have had this TikTok Illuminati chat is what I call it. And it's, <laughs> it's a lot of us that are like, we have a higher follower count or we're very involved in the community. And we've had this since the, the early days of TTWF being started and founded. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember like a month into it, I was like, all right, we need a roster. I can't just have anybody in the world just jump in on this and like promo me because I can't promo everybody. And then we set age limits, we set rules. And then one day Sandy just created TTWF, Macho Fan Sandy Ravage. He has done all of the driving force behind this. He set the rule set. Uh, He created the TikTok. He created all the match cards. Like all of this is his baby. I've helped him as much as I can with it, Mm -hmm. but I'll always say 100% it's his. Uh, but this is all just kind of pulled together over the last two to three months of just started with Lou starting a promo battle, just talking trash. And it built into this new company that is really cool. It's like an actual EFED now. Yeah, I know. It's something that seems it's so insane. simple. But there's been a it's lot insane. of work that's gone behind just oh, yeah. creating this and forming it into the, to the, the force that it is right now. And it really is a force. Like there's, I think combined with everyone involved, there's several million people watching at any given point in time. Oh yeah. Well, like I said, just the heel club hashtag alone has almost 50 million views on it right now. Mm-hmm. Everyone wants to be part of that sweet, sweet heel club. That's right. I should have worn my heel club. Well, you can't see it anyway, but I should have worn my heel club shirt just, just in spirit. Because there is merch. Yeah, there is merch. There is legit TikTok heel club merch. I even have a pro wrestling tease store now. I'm that legit. They <laughs> <laughs> got me on the pro wrestling tease store. Shout out to yeah. Chicago, by the way. One hour tease. <laughs> TikTok has a shirt. The the bearded nation, nation has a shirt. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ruination technically has a shirt, although that was just Diego that made yeah. that for Josh. Yeah. But it does exist. It does exist. Um, and that other group, I think, has maybe has a shirt for now for the yeah the unofficial merchandise weeks. that was created around the copyright of the actual owner of that company. So if he yeah. sells them, I'm coming for that guy. Uh, <laughs> I do not own the copyright to that other entity either, but my friend does. So. Yes. So then I guess um, this is the one thing is that like, given that TikTok itself, I mean, it has some age restrictions, but they're not exactly heavily enforced. Uh, is TTWF appropriate for all viewers? Would you say? No. No. And that's why we have age restrictions on entering. It was right. going to be 18 and above, 
But there are two exceptions we've made to that rule based off of someone Sandy likes a lot that he believes in uh, and someone that I vouch for personally um, who I believe in. Yeah. But otherwise, no, we swear we're crass. We are heels and faces. We act as such. We are not part of the PG era in any way, shape, or form. Exactly. <laughs> we are 100% assholes on TikTok. I would say yeah. we're 98% assholes because we do have some rules. Yeah. Um, we did have an issue with someone threatening someone's children, and that was dealt with oh. with prejudice very harshly. Yes. Um, yes. We, we've had some people who do things that are just against this, the spirit of brotherhood, uh, which I mm-hmm. think is very important when you're doing anything. Let's, let's be real. Okay. We're, we're grown ass adult men talking about doing wrestling interviews for fake matches on the internet. There's a level <laughs> of vulnerability to that of people just like shitting on you for talking about it. It's like, mm-hmm. you know, you think of the stereotypical like virgin playing Dungeons and Dragons, you know what I mean? Like that type of thing. So it's like, uh, Hey, I play D and D. I have a D 20 right here. I'll roll it all day. But, uh, <laughs> But I'm saying well, like, exactly. <laughs> that'd be the hardest one. But, <laughs> um, but what I'm saying is there's a level of vulnerability to it. You're putting yourself out there to be judged and, mm-hmm. and hopefully entertain others. So we have to have some sort of rules in there or else it's you know going to fall apart pretty quickly. Absolutely. Um, and again, this is the, the, the question that I know the answer to, but I, I figure I need to address it. Does the TTWF uh, tend to blur the lines between the real and the uh, the kayfabe, or the the presented for those that don't know? Kay, kayfabe for those that do not know is a term that is used. It's basically pig Latin for fake. It's carny um, speak. It's carny speak. It's, it was it was designed so that again, like performers back because back in the day, the performers would not ever break character in front of fans. It was like a cardinal sin you could not commit, where you'd never broke character for fans. Um, and I mean, it's that, that line is sort of blurred more and more with, with actual wrestling as the years go by and with the advent of the internet, it's almost impossible to keep it now, uh, because people can find out stuff, you know, quicker than a hiccup if they really, really try. Mark right. Calloway does five K's in Austin. What? The yeah. Undertaker? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, again, so like, is, has, is there, I mean, I'll, I'll kind of speak to it because I'm, I'm hosting this one. I'm, I've been there for a bit of it, that there have been moments where there has been a bit of a blurred line between what's, what's staged and what is actually really happening. Um, but again, it's the, and hugs kind of addresses that it's something that we try to deal with swiftly. Uh, we try to make sure that it is explained to the people involved that this is either legit or this is not. And those that are involved tend to be left to sort it out. And those that are not are told to politely or not. So shut the fuck up. Uh, Because again, when you have any social media platform, you have instances where people are going to cross lines and they don't realize they're crossing lines or they think that what they're doing is okay, but then they don't realize that there are rules in place that you have to be mindful of. Right. Uh, So yeah, again, it's the, I'm I'm sure you guys, because you have both been there longer than I have, have had to deal with your share of, of overzealous fans crossing lines and sometimes overzealous creators that don't quite get that. You have to be very mindful of what you're doing. We've had a few, yeah, but like Hugs said, we have dealt with them with prejudice very quickly and swiftly. Mm-hmm. Did you say anyone I want to speak of? 
Well, I was I, my answers tend to be more verbose and long-winded, so I figured I would let you jump in. Where I just go. I mean, if you want me to start name dropping, I will. No, there, there no, was the one. There was the saying, one instance that we will not talk about. Yeah, because, I, yes. I don't want to get into name dropping or anything mm-hmm. like that. I was just saying, like, I do have a lot to say on it, so I don't want to mm-hmm. like filibuster your. <laughs> oh, I'm not going on that topic. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna touch that subject. I don't want to talk about that subject. That subject done and over with. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, Mr. Hugs, then you have the floor. Um, okay, well, just speaking on the line of whether the, the kayfabe is blurred or not, recently we had a storyline, all my storylines pretty much since the beginning of time on TikTok have been long works. My first ever reveal was a month and a half long work where me and my arch rival in the entire uh, TikTok community at that point, there was no TTWF, um, where I built Heel Club and we had hundreds of people claiming Heel Club. This guy created Face Club and he had a huge following behind him as well. Um, but from day one, people didn't know. We were always together. So after a month and a half of us going head to head, we hate each other. Everybody thinks, you know, he's the epitome of all that is good. And me and my friend Josh are all the epitome of what is evil. He turned his back on the good guys and revealed himself in a promo to be my tag team partner. And we won the tag titles together. It tore the community apart. People lost their mind. There were reaction videos out there of people borderline crying. People were begging me to like save this guy that I like corrupted him. And it was so good. And we're talking grown adults, like our age, not like, you know, just little kids. They freaked out too. And to go on record, this is where, this is what first caught my attention for the promo community was all the, because all of a sudden my For You page was flooded with all these videos talking about this. I'm like, who's this, who's this Matt Thomas guy? I got to see this. And I was like, Oh, hey, they're doing storyline. Like, because before I'd like, I'd seen the occasional promo and I was like, okay, neat. But I had never actually seen like a storyline. And this was a storyline. This was a month and a half of hard work and a lot of planning and a lot of behind the scenes conversations. Um, My tagline from day one is that the system is rigged. And Mm -hmm. so the face club would always say the system is working as intended and you just don't (laughs) like the system, you know, whatever. (laughs) So in our promo, we, you know, it's, it's him for 90% of the whole thing. He had lost a, a, a Lucha de Apuestas match where he lost his hair against another dude. Also a total storyline. He wanted to shave his head from the beginning of the whole storyline. And it's just <laughs> how can we do it the coolest way? And so he reveals his head being shaved. And in the very end, he's like, you know, my partner has been here all along. And I do like the James Bond, like I'm, I have my back to the camera and I do like the turn in the chair and it reveals me. And I was like, the we've been saying the system is rigged and then it's us side by side and it says because we rigged it and people lost it like it was the, it was like the second coming of the rock people lost their mind yeah, like, i was deep into the whole promo thing and it it, it, it shocked the hell out of me it was yeah. insane dude it was crazy but i say all this okay that i stuck with a month and a half long storyline people hated us it was whatever Recently, I had a storyline that was intended to be another like three week, two and a half week storyline um, that got so heated, 
so fast. I had to reveal it the day that I started it. Yeah. Because it almost tore TTWF in half. Um, yes. My probably one of my best friends in the whole world now who I met through TikTok, Macho fan, Sandy Ravage. You've heard me mention him a couple times. He's also uh, my podcast partner. Like we just, we hang out all the time, like best friend. All right. So he also is a dude who created TTWF and everybody kind of recognizes that we both run this. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, you don't appreciate me. You, you don't even treat me as a partner on the podcast. I've, I've put in all this time and effort and you're the CEO. You're the only one who's on a TikTok page, like freaking out about him. Mm-hmm. I was like, I just want some respect. I built the heel club without heel club. You would have nothing here. And basically I wanted respect. And I wanted him to fix an issue. He had, there was this whole rule breaking thing with our friend, Kevin, um, how he said this other team had broken the rules. And I was like, you never treat heel club fairly in any of these situations. If you don't fix this, I'm out. And he said he wasn't going to fix it. So I legit do. I, I shot on this. I left the discord server, which I was the second admin to, I unfollowed and made their TikTok page unfollow me and then made a public statement saying I was no longer associated with the TTWF and that heel club would no longer be associated with them. People were losing their money. People were leaving the promotion. They were leaving the discord. They were quitting. (laughs) (laughs) They were, they were going ham and our friend Kevin had already built up all this animosity going into this on his own storyline about how this other team had cheated and Sandy wasn't treating them right. So as soon as I like pulled the trigger on this, my DMs, 26 DMs I got as soon as I dropped my video. If you're at I'm out, you know I'm loyal to you. People that are like not even associated with you, like, I'm with you, dude. Wherever you go, I go, fuck Sandy and all this. I'm like, damn. I was in a Zoom call. I was Zoom call with like six people talking to Sandy on Discord about what's going down and people are just this discord and then it went from like oh fuck sandy fuck ttwf to yeah that's why i don't even watch a podcast i can't listen to his he can't even get through a sentence i'm like let's get personal i'm gonna like, remember this when the storyline's over <laughs> you need to stop this like, yeah. like i never liked him i'm like oh yeah that's my best friend still <laughs> <laughs> like so it was I'm, it was so masterfully done that people yeah. did not because re- again they were working the community and they were working the rest of the locker room. Yeah. So everyone thought this was legit. Yeah. Well, because from the start we all did it in just the Discord. We didn't take it to videos at first. Yeah. We were working the boys way before we even made it public. Yeah. So that's what made people buy it more. But KG, you were there the whole time, like you're in our little behind the scenes chat. We're standing uh, there talking. Yeah. And I'm like, dude, I can't do this. I was like, people are going to say I'm a bitch because I can't do this, but I can't do this. I got to tell everybody. So I, <laughs> I mean, made it, a public it was, statement like, this is all a work. We are still very much friends. Yeah. <laughs> but it just, yeah. And then, and then shortly after that, Kevin then then went yeah. out and was like, no, this was all a work. Like, I worked all yeah. of you and I feel good yeah. about that because I'm a bad guy. I'm supposed to complain about the rules and you don't. Yeah. And like, literally just kind of shot on everyone that's like, oh, yeah. y'all are stupid for taking this way too seriously seriously but okay fine dude it almost tore the company apart though like legit people yeah, were people done were, people were getting like real real heated and we yeah. still got two or three people that haven't come back well one kid's yeah. not allowed back so one person made six videos <laughs> I mean, hell yeah super loyal to me like i'm yeah. all right you know like all his videos are like hugs is the shit fuck sandy 
I'll never go back to TTWF. You can eat my ass with a spoon type of stuff. Like, just going in. And standing out, like, he was like, all right, that was a little too much. You're not coming back. It's like, yeah. That's kind of crossing into territory we yeah. don't want to deal with because, like, you're taking this a little too seriously. Exactly. Uh, That's why I had to break it, though, dude. Like, with Matt, it was a little bit different. Like, I knew Matt, but it wasn't like Mm -hmm. I didn't talk to Matt every day. It Mm -hmm. wasn't like if people talk crap about him, it didn't really phase me. Yeah, like people were really talking crap about Sandy, and I'm like, I literally talked to Sandy while they're talking crap. Yeah, this just doesn't feel right. Yeah, it was. It it got a little, and I mean, it was one of those. Like, it was a great. It was a conceptually great, but then we're like, we have three weeks before this is going to pay off. Can we deal with three weeks? And like, this is a discord where we are on it daily. Every day. Not even 24 hours and it was falling apart in the community. It wasn't even, it wasn't even four hours. It was like within like the first two hours, people blew up. Yeah, it was bad. Yeah, it got a little. But we still have storylines going. Mm. That's not to say we don't kayfabe. I have stuff that's been going for over a month still that people don't know about that you don't even know about, KG. I know. I've had stuff going on, and we will continue to have stuff going on, but sometimes it does go too far. I mean, yeah, and it's you have to, it's and again because we're all we all invest in this and we're all there. It it's it's sometimes you have to take a step back and remember, okay, wait, no, like we're all we're all people and we're friends. We all get always we're friendly. Yeah. I mean, no one really. So it's it's very easy for people to take stuff personally. And sometimes it's very easy for people to accidentally cross a line and we need to be very mindful of those things. Like there was, I mean, the other day we had kind of an incident where we had to kind of cooler heads had to kind of prevail because some stuff went down and it was not great, but it was, you know, we sorted it out and things are kind of, I got a death threat recently. Really? Really? You know about this. That that FPF thing with the clown guy. Oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, that time someone threatened to come to your house with a gun. Yeah, I don't even know. (laughs) That's 40,000 followers, dude. I can't keep track of all the times people might threaten to kill you. Dude, well, that's what I tell everybody. So I come from YouTube, man. Nobody could offend me ever. I've had eight-year-old kids wish death upon me more than anyone else in the world, okay? (laughs) No one on TikTok is ever going to offend me. The YouTube comment section is more ruthless than anybody else in the world. Yeah, hundred percent. Well, yeah, and there's yeah, I remember that 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 whole nonsense was a whole other bit of stupidity. That and then his like, wife tried to fight me, <laughs> which was that's, like, that was that's a whole great. other podcast. That we don't have time for this. Story, that's, that's a whole yeah. special episode. That's what I'm saying. That's that's the bonus. We got to get on beer and shit for that one. Yeah, yeah. Let's do a road stories episode where everyone mm-hmm. talks about the weirdest shit that's happened to them on socials. That's the, that's not the weirdest shit that's happening on social media. I know. Because <laughs> I, mean, I, I got some weird fucking stories, bro. <laughs> I didn't know Grinder got that crazy. Hey, I don't fuck with Grinder, but POF, man, let me tell you. Crazy bitches on there in South Carolina. <laughs> Shout out to any ladies in South Carolina, although he is taken now. He is taken now. So. Yeah. So, yeah, I guess I think that kind of wraps up everything I really wanted to talk about. Uh, sort of TTW. Oh, sorry. No, I stand corrected and we'll hopefully edit this part out so I don't sound like a bigger fucking jackass. No, we won't edit this out. I'm just gonna be left hung to dry. What's hey, coming up? up? <sighs> At least I'm hung. <laughs> it's the first time for everything. Damn. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> I got nothing. I mean, that was the worst phrasing ever. So <laughs> oh, what you said. Uh, Two inches don't count as hung, buddy. I'm a bear myself. It's fine. Uh, it's like a Dre promo. <laughs> 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 I was just for your tag. 
Um, <laughs> so what is coming up? What's coming up for TTWF? What's what's on the horizon? What's what should people, if they want to sort of jump on and watch, what should they be watching for? Heal Chris. I mean, mm-hmm. <laughs> right now we, we're in full swing with our SummerSlam program. Um, we've got multiple, multiple matches going on. Great matches. Uh, Heel Panda God's in a match. Uh, I want to say Lou Nonsense is in a match. Um, yep. King Heel Josh is still on suspension. Can't promo against anybody. Hashtag That's the a storyline. Our U.S. championship match from last time was supposed to be decided between a former Heel Club founder, Heel Josh, versus Macho Fan Sandy Ravage, the CEO, TTWF. And before the, the prediction battle... The dude, there was a whole long story where somehow Josh got the U.S. title from Sandy, and it was supposed to be a prediction battle for Extreme Rules, and Josh lit Sandy's United States title on fire. He put in a burn barrel and melted the belt. Like, legit. Uh, legit. I'll send like, videos. Legit. Melted it, melted it down. Burnt it in a barrel. Oh, where are you at? Watch these storylines. Yeah. But we've got some great and matches. It was, go, go ahead, go ahead. Sorry, sorry. Yeah. Sorry. Oh no, I was gonna say it was it was literally one of the most beautifully cinematic shot videos I've ever seen. Absolutely. Like it was like a six part video series of him <laughs> showing up and like meeting up with his cousin and like just getting the whole thing and just torching the belt. I will put those video that video series that King Heel Josh on TikTok put out against any, literally any WWE vignette. You put that up against what he put out for that is beautiful. Better shot. Better shot, hands down. I mean, down. if anybody from WWE Creative is listening, you should hire some of the motherfuckers from TTWF because we will make your promotion <laughs> way fucking better. Yep. Plug in, sir. Hey, they, put out calls for, they, they put out calls for writers. I, I sent that to the Discord like, I think three weeks ago. They were hiring for, for the entire writing team for SmackDown. Yeah. I mean, I so you put in that app? No, I didn't I, know dude, about I it. can't. I can't commute down to Connecticut. I'll check. I think it's still there. Just go to their site. They have their uh, their job. They actually have job posting on WWE.com. I told Sandy I can't move. I'm stuck in Texas. <laughs> yeah. For my wife's family. I mean, it's just Connecticut. How bad can it be? Fucking horrible. Right, be close to, to Steve. Show up to the cat daddy. <laughs> oh, but, cat uh, daddy. Dude, I didn't even talk about Vibe Check. That's my new tag team. We did well, So, Facebook promo league. We have So, the guy threatened me with a gun. Death threat. So I get I get kicked out. I get threatened, death threat. I get kicked out of the Facebook promo league run. So <laughs> super petty, our friend creates a similarly named Facebook group to the one that I got kicked from, uses their logo as, as our logo. And we just recruited all the people out of there. And uh, we're kind of doing something different than we do on TikTok. Like a lot of us are playing different characters. Mm-hmm. So instead of the heel club character I play on TikTok, I am with a friend of mine who goes by Cat Daddy, <laughs> and we are called Vibe Check. So if you're ready for the Vibe Check, oh damn, I failed. Yeah. Yeah. Ready? I'm not, not ready. I did not prepare for the Vibe oh, Check. It's not visual. It's not. Visual. We'll just pretend you're ready. It's some dumb thing we came up with. But anyway, our first main event for FPW for this new promotion was me and my friend who's my tag partner. We did a compliment promo battle. So it was whoever complimented the other one the the best out of our little promo series. So we kind of flipped the whole like trash each other thing on its head. And that was a lot of fun. It was beautiful. It was was majestically shot. There were there were chicken tendies and cats involved. It was beautiful. (laughs) It was a beautiful, beautiful moment. 
<laughs> I wear a cardigan there. Yeah. Did I finish I the SummerSlam program? I love your character there, dude. Mm. What was that? Thanks, sorry. Should I finish up with the SummerSlam program? Yes, oh, please yes. do. Please do. <laughs> Segway as we're well, to do. But uh, we've got great matches going on. Um, I mentioned a couple. Another match we've got going on is the Bearded Nation versus the BFFs for the number one contender spot for the tag team titles. That is going to be an all-out epic promo battle to watch. Yes. The BFFs are on fire. They're literally the fastest rising tag team in the TTWF next to the Bearded Nation. I got to stand with my brothers. The BFFs, BFFs, BFFs are the best tag team in the division. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the BFFs are they're, they're awesome. Look up Smoke. Was it Smoke underscore PW and then Grayson yeah. Matthews? Grayson yes. J. Matthews. Yes. Grayson J. Matthews, I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah. The Another match on the card, like I said earlier, was was my match. I am in a triple threat promo battle against Skylar Mars and Captain Law for mm-hmm. the Intercontinental Championship. And if you're going to look up Captain Law, he's misspelled it like he always does everything else. It's C-A-P-T-I-N-L-A-W. He didn't misspell it. There was someone else also with Captain Law, which who came up with that name twice. And instead of arguing with the dude and fighting for the name, he just misspelled it because that's better. <laughs> I feel bad for Law, but only a little bit because we shit on him a lot. But... The man shows instead of changing his name to make it look stupid. Like, what kind yeah. of word is that? I know. I mean, have you met Captain Law? I, I, as I said, I mean, I, I feel kind of bad about it, but only kind of. <laughs> I mean, shout out to El Luchadora Gordo. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Oh, we'll let Diego. Why did you have to bring that up? <laughs> oh, we're because we're letting Diego sort it out. Thank you. <laughs> Shout out to Diego, man. Who's Shout out Diego to fucking Diego. Tech. He's fucking yeah. awesome. Diego Azul. Uh, legit, a legit luchador wrestler. We're, we're just off the rails here at the end. We're just... That's how it always, that's what always happens on this podcast. It literally it's we start out we have a great format and then we start talking and then we just segue and segue and then we're like, "Oh man, we should probably wrap it up eventually." At this point I'm just like living for Mark's pops. At any time I make a joke, if I can make Mark laugh, then I'm like, "All right." Yes. Yes. There you go. That's what I'm living for right now. That's Those are some high goals, man. It's it's easy to do too. Hey. You know? I'm a laugh. But there's some other there's there's some other matches on the cards. I'm sure I'm forgetting some good ones. But I mean, Lady I have Red a match. versus Vigilante. Yeah. Uh, you got that KG versus Ty Stone in a match. Tyson gets destroyed match. I don't in know. A, in <laughs> a, <laughs> I was gonna say in the battle of the alter egos or whatever. Yeah. However you guys want to look at the Watcher <laughs> versus whatever the Grim Reaper, the unknown soldier. Yeah, unknown soldier. He's very unknown mm. and he's about to be forgotten. Uh, but we the main event is going to be super good. I think the IC title match should be up in there in the main event. Yeah, um, 100%. It's super good. But we have Lou Nonsense, the dude who basically grandfathered the entire league, who's like the shit talker, shit talker, the world champion of the TTWF against the beast of the Southern Wild, the man who is what he says he is, the name on the marquee, Professor Nick Harrison. Yeah. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I love him. He's so good. He's a uh, phenomenal. He, he uh, I believe he is an actual professor, but he also does radio yes. for uh, <laughs> like their sporting events for Gramercy or whatever it is. Yeah. Um, cool. But guy. he promos he does, like he's a pastor. He does. Yes. 
if you he i'm not gonna get into all that but he's very good i love it Pro, uh mr professor 318 mr mm-hmm. professor 318 on tiktok very good and yeah. if you're looking for lou nonsense it's lou underscore nonsense yes. L U underscore N O N S E N S E. Absolutely. Yeah, no, like I say, as the SummerSlam, we have it coming up. I think we're just, we are going into week one this week. Uh, so of the build up for everything. Matt so, Thomas versus AJ Haypenny. Leadership, yes. for ownership of the face club. There you go. Yes. Yes. If I forget that one, I'm going to get in trouble. So that's my tag. Yeah. <laughs> that's fair. <laughs> You'd be a little pissed. Yeah. That one's going to be interesting because, you know, Matt Thomas is Matt Thomas and he's been doing forever. And AJ, who is the leader of the Face Club, is also a professional stand-up comic. Um, Super good dude. Perf- Super good dude. Good guy with his own particular savage streak as well, too. Yeah. Yeah, it, it's sort of, it's all just degrees of savagery and how great people are and how quick-witted they are. Because, again, at best you have 60 seconds to get your point across. There are no part twos in any of these videos. For a lot of people, 60 seconds is too long, trust. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that is very, very true. And for some people, 60 seconds is never quite enough, and their name will go unspoken. And then you have guys that shoot promos that try to hit a super kick, but it's more like a mid fluff kick. So <laughs> we're not going to mention any names. Great does damage. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what? If that's actually, you know what? Since that's the case, and since we have the form and realistically in the spirit of Heel Club, because rules were meant to be bent, this is not an official TikTok sanctioned uh, arena, but. I've got a timer. I got a 60 seconds on that timer. Uh, hey, Tank, why don't you tell us about the match you got coming up? Ooh. All right. Here we go. Oh, boner. I'm going to get into character, guys. <laughs> 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 la, 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 la. Oh, I'm All excited. Right, this is great. All right. Oh, this is good. All right, I got to pee. <laughs> Jesus Christ, come on. He's got to take a face club. It's all right. I'm, I'm, oh, okay. I'm listening. I'm listening. <laughs> so we are in full swing for SummerSlam. And Captain Law and Skylar Mars have both started off very poorly. I don't deal with poor performance. I told you both to bring your 100%, but you have brought me nothing but pure shit. I'm tired of pure shit. I deserve the best. You are the worst. I'm going to take that IC title away from you, Skylar, and I'm going to bring it to the screen. It will be on me every day. It will be on me every time that I am on TikTok. And I will be on TikTok every fucking day because you are never here. Now, Captain, I feel bad for you because you were in the crossfires on this one. But you still suck anyway. Time. (laughs) <laughs> he just let it hang on that. You suck. Like, you just have it to really sink in. Yeah. Really in. Yeah. It's the best finale because he's like, you suck anyways, and then just let the time run. It's like, I got nothing else to say about you. Mic drop done, bitch. <laughs> it's fun. It's a lot of fun. I dig it. Like, I, I think the best people that do them, like all, all of my promos are improv, nothing's written. And mm-hmm. I feel like I found that a lot of people in the league, like with very few exceptions are the same way. So mm-hmm. like, that's super cool. I think that's why I like AJ's a lot. And even though he is a comedian, I think he plans mm-hmm. his out quite a bit. I would yeah. assume more of his would have just been improv. But. Mm. It's that fine line between like, you can do, you have to kind of remind yourself what you're going to say, but you don't want to go over the verbiage. Cause then once you forget a word, then you're like, uh, uh, and then it just, yeah, so just, I was just telling you before all this, yeah. I was you just telling you. Uh, yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, I was just telling Matt before we got on here. I was like, I don't know what the fuck I'm going to say. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's the one thing where I have a, I have a bit of luxury is because of how I shoot my promos. I my although I have I have changed it up recently, but before I would use the uh, I never I never revealed my face. I used the voice alter, so I didn't actually have to do it all in one take. Yeah, I could go back now right. that I've actually. But now that we've once I started the match, I've actually been shooting with my face with half my face revealed, so you can see my mouth, so you know that I'm not dubbing over like it's all just one take because anything else would be cheating as far as i'm concerned are you gonna cut a promo mm, me no i can't <laughs> you're like me now no 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 not at all <laughs> no can't. i want to hear you cut a promo on your uh, your podcast partners here <laughs> I'm not I've been on this podcast. I'm not getting respected. No, I mean, not. I can get a promo on the Jinder Mahal reject over here. <laughs> no, no, no. Mark <laughs> Eric? I would love to hear no. the, the non TTW I mean, members if they would like to cut a promo. Oh, that would be, be very interesting. I'm intrigued. I, I'm horrible Ooh. at improv, but I know Marcus is good at it. Marcus is good at it. <laughs> I would love to Hang see on, it. let me get let me make sure my face is Heel in the Club camera so you got somebody. Let's see. Let's for see. new members at Let's all see. times. We're always recruiting. Heel Club is always open. Should pop on the mask. Oh, <laughs> oh hell yeah, dude. Nobody cared about me until I put on the mask. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh god. So, like, oh, you hey, you no, know, Mark, shoot on me. It's easy. We've known each other long enough. You can shoot on me. All right. <clears throat> Listen here, KG. I don't give a shit what you think. I don't give a shit what you think you know. I know for a fact you know nothing. You're just a pasty little piece of shit that hangs out in the kitchen all day, sweating your ass off, sweating your balls off. Look at me. This is what a man looks like. This is what a man does. This is a man who works all damn day on everything he possibly can. He goes outside. He works on his garden. He goes to his kitchen and he cleans that kitchen. He doesn't just sweat his balls off in that kitchen, boy. I am your truth. I got nothing. <laughs> I want to know, like, what what is your tagline? Like, what is your? Oh God! You gotta have I, the clear. I'm, I'm like ripping and making shut up right now. Oh fuck! I can't think of anything good. I thought his tagline was "I am your truth." I am your truth. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like that. What would your I'm going with it. Be? I'm going with it. I am your truth. What would your wrestling uh, be? Oh God. The mark. The mark. Mark. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah. <laughs> the great one. <laughs> nice. No one's used that, actually, surprisingly yeah. enough. You'd think they, someone would have come across that at one point. And it's yeah. funny, actually, I had a buddy of mine used to call himself the great one all the time. And used to, like, call my parents' house phone and, like, leave messages for them. And, like, leave it, <laughs> leave it saying, like, you know, hello, Carrero family, this is the uh, the great one calling. And he would just, like, leave these long messages, but they would never be about anything specific. He would actually leave messages that was just him reading the ingredients of soap. Like <laughs> the shit that he would leave on our answer machines, and my parents are like, "Why is he doing this to us?" And I'm like, "It's really funny." Oh shit! <laughs> Dwayne Johnson's uh, a trip, man. <laughs> I'm, uh, you know, Mark. I'm stealing that idea. I might use that. Go for it, man. Yeah. What's mine is yours. <laughs> just the go home promo. I'm just gonna read the back of a box of uh, mm-hmm. a thing of Twinkies and be like, "That's still more entertaining than anything you've promoted me against so far." Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, at the end you just say, "At least this has made us something." Yeah. Oh, oh yes. yeah, I like that. That's good. Oh, oh, you heard it here first. It's a breaking news. So don't come at me if you hear this in three weeks. <laughs> this is going on on Wednesday. <laughs> yeah. 
So that's um, what I mean. If in three weeks you hear me do this, don't come at me like, uh, you said you were going to do it on your podcast. You're like, yeah, motherfuckers, I did. <laughs> and why aren't you following me on TikTok then? <laughs> um, so other than that, um, gentlemen, anything to plug? I'm always, we are always open to plugs. Hugs, I'm looking in your direction. Oh, I didn't know. I was looking at Chris. Um, I am Heel Hugs on TikTok, YouTube, Instagram. Hmm. I started with this cadence, so I'm continuing with this cadence. <laughs> 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 <The> gimmick. <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm also on YouTube as well. I'm actually a full-time YouTuber. That's what my real job is. Uh, Hug Knuckles TV, uh, Hugs and Sam, all that is my stuff. It's what pays the bills. ProWrestlingTees.com slash Heel Hugs. Buy a shirt. Save a life. Mm-hmm. I don't think it actually saves a life, but I'll probably buy pizza or something with it. <laughs> um, oh, Keepers of the Cave, Sandy, kill me. Keepers of the Cave, babe, is our podcast on YouTube, Spotify, all that stuff. It's just me and my friend Sandy talking wrestling. We don't really recap anything. We just pick a topic we feel like we want to talk about, and then we just say shit until we're done with our time. Sounds about right. That sounds very familiar to us. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Tank, you got anything to plug? I don't have anything personally of mine to plug, but I do have a couple. Uh, friends of mine that I want to plug, you've got uh, the Wrestling Review Society on Facebook, uh, Instagram, and YouTube. Mm-hmm. That's uh, my buddy Kevin's deal. He talks about wrestling all the time. He's got his own little podcast called The War Room. Uh, he brings in different wrestlers. Uh, here in a couple of weeks, he's actually going to have Eric Bischoff on his show for the second time. Mm. So tune in for that. Uh, he also does championship belt giveaways and these things are top notch they're not cheap plastic knockoffs like these things are real four millimeter zing i mean real leather straps not that hard cardboard crap you get from the wwe shop Mm -hmm. Uh, also check out a rock designs on facebook and instagram and on tiktok that is kevin's wife she makes some of the most awesome wrestling cups that i've seen uh, non-wrestling cups. She does those as well. She also makes t-shirts. Also, check out Multicontinental Wrestling Alliance on Facebook. That is Piers Austin's group. And they have a show on Tuesday mornings that starts at 8.30 Eastern, 7.30 Central called 2020 Wrestling. The game show, they get on there as it's basically a trivia show for wrestling, different quotes different wrestlers uh do you know this theme song do you know this promo they're a really good group so y'all go check them out as well mm-hmm. he also appears also on that same thing does uh shooting the shit it's like his yes. podcast yeah. and he actually just interviewed this week jimmy jacobs yeah so, but he's had a lot of uh interesting people on his podcast as well 100 that's right we don't just talk shitty in 30 seconds we all everyone has all sorts of really cool stuff going on it's very mm-hmm. very cool branches out everywhere um mark plug your plug your stuff uh yeah um i mean if uh if you want to check out my stuff uh marcus fx marcus with the k mark a-m-a-r-k-u-s um underscore fx my instagram there uh you can check out some cool stuff uh um i'm trying to keep it updated whenever i can uh if you have any questions about commissions or want to make something one day check it out um i have a website as well marcusfx.com it has not been updated in a few years, but it's a good way to still see a few items that I've made and uh, contact me if you want anything or if you're looking at anything. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Cool shit. Yeah. Eric, plug your shit. I got nothing. That's, That's not true. 
<laughs> I would <laughs> plug the, this is my yeah. thing. This podcast. Oh, yeah, you, you plug yeah. the other part, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, If you're well, listening then... to it, you don't I don't think I need to plug it. <laughs> <laughs> I suppose that's true. You never know. Uh, on behalf of myself, Marcus, and Eric, um, Tank, Hugs, we want to thank you guys for coming out. Uh, yeah, it was actually really thank awesome. Thank you for having me. Yeah. Um, yeah. And other than that, listeners, we're going to put this out to the listeners because I always forget to do that on my episodes. Uh, <laughs> what are your thoughts? Uh, wrestling, are you fans? Who are your favorite wrestlers? Send us a message, Facebook, Instagram, all the stuff. It's all in the crawl. I always forget what to add. Um, but it's more fun that way because that's why we have to crawl at the end. Uh, that, I want to thank you were the our, reason. Yeah, I know I was because I forget everything. Uh, but I want to thank our special guests. I want to thank my co-hosts, and I want to thank you, the listeners, for checking us out. And we will talk to you very soon. Uh, bye-bye. Bye. 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 You can't see my hands. Bye. Bye. <laughs> bye. I do the same thing every time. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's it for us this week on Geeks with Kids. If you want to get a hold of us, you can send us an email at podcast at geekswithkids.ca. And don't forget to like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash geekswithkids. Follow us on Twitter at geekswithkidscn. Check out our pics on Instagram at geekswithkids. And you can find all of this good stuff on our website at www.geekswithkids.ca. So if you like what you hear, why don't you hit that subscribe button and leave us a comment. This podcast can be found on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, YouTube, and your favorite podcasting app. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you next time.